This episode is brought to you by a mine. You know, when you think about Valentine's Day, you also think about a journey into the Earth's crust for precious gems, or better yet, coal? Well, that's the people who brought you this show. The mine people. Or something. They call it a mine. A mine! Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. Hello. And Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare meow meows. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm your host for today, David Day. Across from me sits my good, good friend, Bryce Hansen. Also, Hello. Also answers to Brian and Bruce. Mm. Uh, a cool thing that you may not know about the podcast that you're listening to right now is we have the very best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. Now, you may doubt the veracity of the words that I speak. You may say, but David, I listen to uh, the community podcast. How could that be? How could you be better than them? They're about community. I say, fuck that podcast because we have all kinds of crazy cool people that are willing to make uh, fun of each other and be nice to each other. And you can go check them out over at our, uh, well, the best place to do it is the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. Um, it's just a really great community of really kind people. Another great place to check it out is our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Bunch of just salt of the earth fucking uh, men and women over mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. um, real good Good people. I'm so excited for today's episode, Bryce. Yeah, you're you're really pumped today. I something happened last night. Okay. I uh I had I got You got really high. I got really high. <laughs> How did I know? And then I reached out to some people and uh and and things came together. They coalesced. But before that, um let's keep talking about ourselves. You can check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media. We got the IG, we got the Reddit, we got the Utizzle, all of the good, all the good stuff. Um, we also have Twitter and all the rest. Of yeah, it. yeah, garbage. You we, get it. We, you've done social media before. Yeah, you've done it. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us. And if you'd like to be a part of the community, part of the show, you can call us at six eight two two five three four four six eight. We have a fabulous show for you today and it's only partly thanks to our patreons who picked this movie mm. uh they picked i don't know why they picked this they I, probably wanted us to do it on valentine's day or close to valentine's oh, day i want to do it on valentine's yeah you know what 
But St. Maud was such a big hit. Yeah. And it was so timely. We had to release St. Maud before My Bloody Valentine's. Yeah. And, I mean, let's face it. My Bloody Valentine has been sitting around <laughs> gathering dust for ages. It's not going anywhere. So, um, so, but before we get into our show, mm. I want to, I want to, so you guys may remember last week, on last week's episode, on the St. Maude episode, we had Rojo from the Bronx call in and he left a message. Should I pull it up? I could pull it up right now if we need to. If you'd like to pull up the message. Uh, yeah, that, that would not be a bad idea. He left us a message and in the message, he was disparaging of another horror movie talk caller from a previous Jaws episode, our Jaws review. And he said, you know, he called him Mike or Matt or Mindy or something. And he's like, Matt really brought the vibe down saying Godzilla was a better monster movie than Jaws, yada, yada. By the way, these discussions happen constantly on the Facebook group. I mean, it is constant. So anyway, so Rojo was kind of dissing on Max, he didn't know his name. He didn't say his name. I don't know if he just wasn't putting respect on it or if he... Put some respect on my name. But Rojo is a wonderful man. You know, he's he's from the Bronx. I'm not sure of what his um, ethnicity is. I think he may be Irish. Uh, <laughs> Do you think... Here's, here's, the, here's the message. I'll play it up to the point Not where... that it matters what his ethnicity is. It just sounds Irish to mm. me. What the fuck is up, guys? This is Rojo from the Bronx calling from the Bronx after listening to this Young Frankenstein review podcast. And I just want to say, God damn, this show has been boring as fuck, especially the uh, horror movie talk horror section, usually my favorite part of the show. You guys have been having some lamos calling, sucking up the energy of the show. Especially uh, this guy, what was his name, Mike, in the beginning, talking about Jaws and shit like that? Well. Well. So he goes on to... So he calls him Mike and then Max, um, who who did the intro for our show, by the way. Yeah, Max is a, a good, good, good friend f- of the show. Yeah. Uh, he he uh, posted on Facebook. He's like, he's how like, dare he? How he dare- doesn't even get my name right. He he yeah he was he's like this this fucking guy. So what he did is he used his considerable talent to create a diss track <laughs> against Rojo, which I I encourage this. It, li- listen, here's here's the thing, and this is an open an open call to any creator. If you're a creative person, if you can create some sort of audio or some sort of visual uh, that's horror movie talk focused, d- go for it. I'll play it on the show. Bryce will play it on the show. We'll post it on our. On our social media, we love fan-created content. So, without any further ado, here is Max's response to Rojo's incredible disrespect. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, HMT, Rojo, you call me fucking boring. At least get my name right next time. My name ain't Mike, it's Max Allen. Yeah, I live in Idaho, but at least I know that I'm fucking talented. I made the intro music. A year later, they still use it. Now that you know my name, don't you fucking abuse it. They named you after a color. Don't disrespect my take on Godzilla. He's the king, motherfucker. You and I both know that there is no other. I've been sucked to agency since 2019. Ain't nobody out there who went through the catalog quicker than me. Listen to me. Get it right, Bronx bitch. They said maybe Bugsy's the only one strong enough for this. Enough of this. I love you, Bugs, but I'm here and I ain't gonna quit. 
I'm just messing, Rojo. You know I love you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's great. The delight we felt when we heard that on Facebook. I had chills for a day. <laughs> but as I mentioned, I got real high last night. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Rojo reaches out to us a lot. Uh-huh. So I have his phone number. Uh-huh. And I just sent him a text. And I was like, hey, Rojo, I know you don't have Facebook, I, probably because you're Irish. And, and you know. They don't believe in that kind of well, thing. Well, they don't. Yeah, it's just not their deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but so I reached out to him. I was like, did you hear this? And he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have like a boom box or anything like that. So he couldn't play it. So I had to email him the. He just exclusively does jigs. Yeah. With his jug band. Yeah. You heard him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I sent him the diss track and he was like, well, now I got to do this. <laughs> So, in the 12-hour period between when I told Rojo about the diss track, and I sent it to him, and he played it on his, on, uh, you know, whatever, whatever a lute. Mm-hmm. Is that what uh, Irishmen play? Mm-hmm. Anyway, in that period, he came up with a response. And I have it here. Wow. In my phone. And in our, it, later in the episode, we will be doing, a couple segments we'll be doing, it came from social media, but mostly we'll be doing... Uh, horror movie talk whores where you call in. Right. Um, anyway, in in both of those, we're going to, you're going to get to hear Rojo's response. And it is not, don't sleep on Rojo's talent. Mm -hmm. He may be Irish, but the the guy can rap. (laughs) He can, he can rap attack you. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that is the special, the, the, uh, the actual term for that is, is a rap rap attack. attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, both of the tunes are, they're pretty thick. They're pretty thick. So anyway, uh, let's get on with it today. We've been fucking around all morning. Jesus Christ. So the, so as I mentioned earlier, we will be reviewing My Bloody Valentine from 1981. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 5 being totally average, and 10 being great, 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 great. We won't be needing that number. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be, as I said, doing horror movie talk horrors, and um, and also it came from social media. Just to, just to throw that in there, we've had some good responses to some stuff going on in the Facebook group. So as as I said, we watched my bloody ba- Valentine, my bloody Valentine, and it was well, it was a slasher from 1981. Uh, My Bloody Valentine is another slasher from the early slasher days where the formula is generic, the kills are frequent, and there's probably a boob floating around out there for the dudes in the audience. So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he going to tell this story? Don't let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool. (laughs) The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. 
of Flanders. You've got to get a lot of exercise if you're going to grapple with Gretchen. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a valentine for her that she's never going to forget. <laughs> right to the heart, huh? In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. It can't be happening again. What's going on over in Valentine Bluffs? It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen twice. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Take your pick. Bloody Valentine. You know, Darth Vader was probably pretty popular when this came out. I've <laughs> <laughs> been thinking to myself, but why? And and that's that's as good an, an answer as mm, any. Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see here. My Bloody Valentine can be found uh, for free as if you have a Prime subscription right now. Um this is the story of a small mining town in the rural, rural, rural U.S. in the early 80s. This town is celebrating Valentine's Day for the first time in 20 years. Is it supposed to be in the U.S.? That's a good point. It it's is a Canadian so, movie. It's so Canadian. It's a very Canadian movie. And <laughs> it, uh, it was it was made in Canada. Yeah. Um, had a decent budget. What's like, all this about? A boot. Yeah, what's all this, a boot? And, My uh, bloody Valentine. Nah, I can't even do a Canadian accent. Oh, wow, accent. you're slipping into, yeah, into Scottish Ro- Roho's territory here. Um, so. I just I just got, like, uh, I started inserting, like, Jordan Peterson into all the characters. Just imagine <laughs> Jordan Peterson playing all the characters. Shut the... F- <laughs> well, you know, that's... It is what it is, eh? Um, so, uh, so yeah, the town is full of young couples who plan on partying, uh, their new, during their new Valentine's celebration because the town hasn't had a Valentine's celebration in 20 years. And, you know, it's just another, just another excuse for old Canadian or young Canadian lads and gals to get together and drink a, drink a couple of moose heads, you know, (laughs) Hey. Uh, but everyone seems to have forgotten the reason why this town didn't celebrate Valentine's Day, because on this day, many years ago, there was a terrible mine accident that left a man named Harry Warden crazy, eating his... So the mine collapsed, mm-hmm. and he and he was forced to eat his co-workers yeah. uh, while they were digging him out. I can't remember how long it, they said it took to dig him out. It was like something ridiculous, like six weeks or something. Yeah, it took a while. It was. What if it was like six hours and he had already eaten them all? (laughs) He's like, I was hungry. What was I supposed to do? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so it left a man named Harry Warden crazy and seeking revenge every February 14th. February. February. This is a fucking tough episode. You guys have to put some respect on my name <laughs> because uh, because I'm really kill- knocking this out of the park. You don't and want it- no wreck? No. Uh, <laughs> we don't want no wreck. <laughs> Everybody ends up with more candy hearts than they bargained for. Uh, my review of my bloody Valentine is it got in near the ground floor of the slasher craze in 1981. This is the same year that Friday the 13th Part 2 and Halloween 2 were released. Uh, it was directed by George Mihalka Mihalka, and manages to be a better than average slasher. My bloody Valentine has a few things going for it. It has an interesting setting, a mine They call it a mine. A mine! It's it's (laughs) coaly. It's it's also got decent acting, fun characters, a good budget, and a unique villain. Uh, Unfortunately, it just doesn't set itself apart from the vast array of other slashers very well. For its time, it was ahead above the rest of the competition. You know, there was like 30... Non-notable slashers released in 1981, and this is maybe top three, you know? Uh, But that's not saying much in, you know, in the long game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's probably one of the most notable slashers behind the big boys, you know? Um, If you're talking about big slashers, you know, you're thinking Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare, Child's Play, um... I'm I'm definitely forgetting one or two. Sure. But uh but this sits kind of right under that big big boy tier. Yeah. Um <clears throat> however I mean it's uh, it it deserved like a, you know, a bevy of sequels just as many just as much as any of those other movies sure. do. But unfortunately it's set during Valentine's Day, so how many people are going to go see a horror movie on Valentine's Day? Anyways? Well, you know, I mean it's it's not a bad premise in theory, you know. In theory, uh, if you're a if you're a movie exec, you're like, well, shit, what are kids? Well, you know, what are slashers about? They're about kids making out in the back of the movie theater, getting a girl to jump mm. on your arm and kiss mm-hmm. you. When's a good time to do that? Well, it's fucking obvious. It's ha- Valentine's Day, but as it turns out, uh, I mean, people just want to fuck more than they want to kiss in the theater <laughs> on Valentine's Day, I guess. Or, you know... Why not both? Or sit at home with a tub of extra large popcorn uh, that's all buttered up and just, you know, Mm -hmm. just make good with with yourself. However, today... Your your fingers are already greasy, so... Mm, However, today, My Bloody Valentine just doesn't have any any memorable moments that make it undeniable. Sleepaway Camp is so over-the-top and crazy with pedophiles and shocking conclusions that it stakes out a spot in your memory. My Bloody Valentine's Valentine is full of nostalgia, but that's just not enough, in my opinion. I think there were two or three pretty good moments in it. Yeah. That'll, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's well established on the show that I'm not a huge fan of slashers, so it's not, it doesn't do much for me. It is draining to sit here and watch slasher after slasher after slasher of these just they're so similar. It's it's like it's like being in some sort of movie purgatory where you're forced to watch the same basic premise over and over again. It's almost like a, a feature that the actual 
characters and story outside of the kills is meant to be boring. Like I've, yeah. I, I haven't seen a slasher where I actually care what's going on with like the characters or like anything interesting is happening other than, Hey, some minor interpersonal drama. Well, that's not true. Happening. That's not true. I mean, scream is kind of the exception to that rule. I would say you kind of, you kind of, well, yeah, I mean, that's, Sure. I, I don't even... I mean, Scream they, is like above slashers, though, for some reason. I, it's Well, I mean, there's it's the exception that proves the rule. Right, right. Um, but yeah, there there's a there is a moment in this movie where I turned the corner. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm on board. It's like, it proved itself to be fun. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's fine. It's just, it's not enough. It's, it's, it's too generic. It's still just too generic for me. It's just... I, I would not... I would not care to go back to it mm. uh like i would sleep away camp or silent night deadly night i could see i could see why people would go back to this one though like i can't see going back to like even like um friday the 13th like any of the oh dude are you kidding like, me like i the friday the 13th part two was one of the th- main things in my mind while watching this movie i was like that fucking kill in friday the 13th part two was so over the top perfect that the the wheelchair kill yeah was yeah, so astonishingly like it made the whole movie <laughs> and i and i was just so wowed by it um that uh and this just doesn't have anything like that right. it's just not to that level anyway so i give this my score for my bloody valentine is a 5 this is a fine slasher as far as slashers go i'm trying with my score, I'm trying to take into account, you know, the time in which this was made. So, um, you know, I, I mean, if this was made today, it would get a lot lower score from me, obviously. But um, it's... I mean, it's interesting. There hasn't been a movie like this. Other than a, the... There hasn't been, like, a real simple slasher right? for a while. Right. They're always trying to do something cutesy with it to where I wonder how... Just a straight ahead like eighty slasher would do. Yeah, but um, my score, I'd give it a six. I think it's above average, especially for a slasher. Like it's, if I was going to do like a top ten slashers, this would definitely be on the list. Wow, uh, I can't say I can't say of of the slashers you've seen. You mean? Sure. I yeah. mean, I don't. I don't have many to go off of. But. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We we're. I mean, basically, this podcast is the thing that we're really using to watch slashers with. You know, it's not like we have a big background in slashers. We don't. Um, I'd say monster movies, sci-fi, uh, and like you know, and, and like psychological, supernatural. Super, supernatural. That's kind of my deal. Yeah. So, and uh, Bryce t- seems to have similar taste. So with that, you guys should head on over to nightchannels.com. And from there, you can buy all sorts of fucking awesome horror-themed and uh, occult-themed T-shirts and sweatshirts that you really can't find anywhere else. And if you use code HMT at checkout, you get 13% off of your order and uh, and they'll even include a little coupon in your order when it gets to you to get a little bit, a little bit, 
mm. a little bit more off. Mm. So if uh, if you if you head on over there, you'll see all kinds of really really deep cut horror movies uh, printed on shirts in um, designs that you've n- literally never seen before. So uh, check them out at nightchannels.com. Enter that code HMT at checkout, and that gets you again. That gets you thirteen percent off. The as Bryce mentioned, the spookiest percentage, the evilest percentage, the most evil percentage. And if you'd also, if you'd like to support the show and support your wiener, you can do so by heading to manscaped.com. You know, sometimes I, I, Bryce, I pull down my pants, you know, when I, especially pre manscaped, Mm -hmm. pre manscaping, I would pull down my pants and there'd be like vines, you know, Mm. it'd be like, it'd be like thick underbrush of the jungle Mm. And you'd have to, you know, I mean, sometimes the only way to to get through that jungle was with fire, you know? Yeah. Like, you had to take a lighter and just kind of move it back and forth real fast <laughs> over it. You gotta feather it, brother. You gotta feather it. And, oh. uh, or, you know, you'd have to stab at it with big scissors and shit. You know, like, <sighs> like a machete, like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. Right. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I, whenever I, you know disrobe look myself in the mirror i'd be disappointed with what i see yeah it's like but now it's like a black hole at your crotch that's trying to suck the rest of you in yeah but now i'm still disappointed with what i see but it looks (laughs) a lot prettier yeah it's less disappointment yeah it's uh it's like it's like 20 percent less disappointment it's more pleasing still disappointing but more pleasing to the eye look with manscaped.com you get the tools that you don't have and and when you have what happens with tools you want to use them mm. and then what happens once you use the tools shit gets fixed right and the, and so you're fixing yourself up and your woman sees oh he cares a little bit about himself that makes me want to care about him a little bit more mm-hmm. and so the, the end result what i'm trying to say is if you use code HMT at manscape.com to get 20% off your order and free shipping is your woman will care about you more mm-hmm. more she'll love you more you can't put a price on that mm-hmm. because if she loves you more, that probably means she's going to touch your your wiener and maybe even go around back. If but you're if, into you, that kind if of thing. you could put a price on it, wouldn't it be better to have 20% off? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. And free shipping. Don't forget free shipping. So, uh, you know, make sure to head on over to manscaped.com. They got the lawnmower 3.0. They got all kinds of good smells and shit. They got all you've heard us say it before. Head on over there. It really helps the show out. Um, and if you'd like to support us directly, you can do so by heading on over to our Patreon. Oh, wait. You aren't going to mention the uh, One Titty Challenge? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Yes, we also have the One Titty Challenge going on for Manscaped.com, where if you if you have a Lawnmower 3.0 and you gussy up one of your titties and you take a picture of one of your titties with your lawnmower in the shot, well, you can th- post that on our Facebook group with a hashtag one titty HMT, and uh, and then you'll be entered to win our Google Home Mini and all the stickers that we can give you. Hmm. So uh, that that contest ends at the end of March. So you got plenty of time. Although it's uh, time, and there's no entries so far. So <laughs> make no, sh- there was there's one entry. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if they included the trimmer, so they might be disqualified. Yeah. Hey, 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 you guys don't sleep on this shit. Look, if you're listening to these commercials right now, you should know that you don't have to. If you head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, 
you can sign up for the 666 tier and you can have uh, not only early episodes, the episodes will drop for you earlier, but they don't have any commercials in them. So you head on over there. You get to support the show. You get access to a whole nother podcast called The Afterpod that we record after this show. And, uh, and you get to support the show and you get access to a bunch of cool shit. So you have no reason not to do it. And, uh, and I mean, you know what, quite frankly, I would like to make a, our, one of the things that makes me say that our, we have the best community of any podcast is our, our listeners just do what we ask them to. If they're so kind, we ask them for 300 reviews, boom, we got, oh no, I think it was 200 reviews. We now we have three hundred and six or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm setting a, a goal for us. If we could hit a hundred patrons, uh, that would be that. That's that's my goal. Mm. I ch- am challenging you guys to that right now. I think we have seventy three patrons right now. Mm-hmm. We got twenty seven to go. If we can hit a hundred patrons, I don't know what we're what should we what should be the uh, the prize at the end of that tunnel. Uh, we could do a some kind of special content. I don't know. Maybe we could do a commentary track or something. Oh, yeah. Let's do a commentary track. Do a commentary track on Sleepaway Camp. Oh, oh, baby. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, we'll spitball. We'll talk about it. But you guys head on over to our Patreon. That help Patreon that helps us out a lot. Also, if you'd like to help us out, you can head over to horrormovietalk.com/shop. You can buy a shirt. You can buy stickers. Of course, uh, proceeds of any sticker that you buy with Dustin Goebel's um, artwork on it, uh, a little percentage of that goes to him. Actually, a pretty big percentage of that goes to him. And you should also check him out over on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. He is our artist. He does the artwork for all of our episodes that you can see posted on our social media. And yeah, man, he posted a, a uh, post on his Instagram um, showing like the last several months of artwork that he's done specifically for us. Yeah. And they've all been like portrait themed. Yeah. And they're just fantastic. It's awesome. I really like the St. Maud one he did. I really like the Hell House LLC. The Quint, the Quint was awesome. Oh, you like the Jaws one? Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was good. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he, the guy doesn't, he just does not miss. Um, so make sure to support him. If you'd like to get on the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. Thank you so much for listening. We have the best listeners, no better, the very best. We love you. Let's get into spoilers. Okay. Sorry, I missed it. No big deal. I am pregnant last five weeks, so can I start sex? That's how this movie starts. It's like, sex. (laughs) Hey, guess what? You like sex? Uh, Let's go down into a mine and and I'll show you my tits. I'll tell you what, this movie starts out strong. You can't can't say it doesn't start out strong. No, it definitely does. Uh, Yeah, she just whips them out. Did you you actually get to see nips or Mm -hmm. is it just bra? No. You were high last night, weren't you? I didn't watch it while I was high. Um, no, I think you just see bra. I th- to be like this is the this is the thing. You're like, oh, you were high when you watched. First of all, I didn't watch this high. I don't watch horror movie talk movies high. I don't. 
Okay. That's and, not... I could go back through the recordings and find instances where you said you were. I may but. have in the past, but I don't anymore. Okay. Anyway, so, um, no, I didn't watch this high. I, uh, I... I just, you, for you, boobies are particularly notable. This is true. Yeah. For me, it's just like, it's, a, it's it just leaves, another day in the mines. <laughs> it leaves an indelible mark on my mind. Yeah. Ew. So, so yeah, there's, you know, it starts out with a lady down in the mine. I, you know what? I, I really enjoyed the way we reviewed uh, St. Maud last week. Okay. We just kind of let it flow. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't really stick to the beats necessarily. Mm-hmm. We can if if we need to. We may kind of have to a little bit in my bloody Valentine right. just because it's not it's not going to spawn the heady conversation mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. that St. Mm-hmm. Maud did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it starts out the yeah, it's two people in full coal mine like gas regalia. mask gear and one of them disrobes and it's a hot chick with a. A heart tattoo right on her teat, and uh, the other guy does not disrobe at all. No, yeah, he leaves it all on, which is, I mean, that's, I'm going to be honest with you, that's just about every porn I've ever seen. Given given the storyline of this whole movie, like, I don't understand what is going on in this opening scene. <laughs> yeah. How does he, because it's the killer, how does he seduce... The girl, so he's like up in town with a gas mask on. He's like, Yeah, you want to go down? I'm just looking for a good time. Let's fuck. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just really interested in. I am pregnant to last five weeks, so can I start sex? Can I start sex now? So you're expecting like sex now to start and then promptly just like shoves her on a spike. Yeah, well, what he had done was he th- he he like he like picked his pick into mm-hmm. the wall, right? And uh, and then you know, right as he's about to embrace her, he's like he's like he has a second thought, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want this skanky hoe," and he throws her up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like, ah, "Ew, ew, she got crabs or something." Yeah. Oh, is that syphilis? I see. My wife was watching this, you know, on mute for her. Well, I was watching it. How do you guys... I'm, you say this a lot. How do you guys watch... How so, do you guys spend your evenings? Well, I mean, when I'm watching horror movies, she does not want to watch it. Okay. So what happens is I have the Roku TV, and one of the features is you can you can uh, use your phone or your headphones that are attached to your phone to listen to the sound on the TV. Oh, so, shit. So the TV will be on mute. But I'm listening to it on my headphones. So your TV, through the TV's my throwing its voice into your head. Yeah. And and there's also a way for her to listen to it on her headphones, too. It's very convenient for parents, I'll tell you what. Because the TV's upstairs, like yeah. right next to the kids' rooms, but we can listen to it on our headphones. Anyways, so she's like doing her own thing on her computer while I'm watching this in the same room. And she sees the the girl get shoved onto the spike, and it's just as alarming and mute apparently. And she's like, "What? Why did he do that? Why did he do that?" And I just like I just had to shrug. I'm like, I don't know. It just felt like the right thing to do, I guess. So, let your heart decide. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there's there's lots. I have it here written lots of grab ad between the miners. <laughs> I meant ass. Yeah, I. <laughs> I meant to say ass. <laughs> I wrote down. Oh, where's my, my phone? I my my fingers are fat, and so there's this thing. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Bryce, but there's this thing known as fat fingering. And I just thought that was a sex move because I've been doing that for years to mm. myself, mostly fat fingering myself. I only fat finger. And uh, but as it turns out, fat fingering is just misspelling words. Um, so, yeah, I wrote you'll get this reference. Dad, why did you take me to the gay coal mine? Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's a Simpsons. Except reference. it was a steel mill. Dad, why I did you take me to a gay know. steel mill? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lots of grab ass. They're all like naked. And have you ever been in a? I don't know. I guess I was never a wrestler or something. I, this feels like a very wrestler, like culture culture thing where it's less. You get naked. Less wrestle more hockey. Is a Canadian. True. You get naked and you start like <laughs> we all got penises. Let's grab them. You got <laughs> you got your maple syrup soap bar in one hand, obviously. Uh huh. <laughs> And, and your pine tar shampoo. You never take off your plaid, um, like bombers hat. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you leave that on in the shower, uh-huh. and it's and then you walk out in the freezing cold tundra, where you where you live with your your wife and, and mm-hmm. your flappy headed kids and your sham marriage. <laughs> your little flappy headed kids. Your real love is the coal mine. So. Yeah, I mean, so we got the first Valentine's Day dance in like 20 years. Oh, I'm sorry. You got no, a coal no, mine no, drop? No, 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 no. The time has passed. Time I has apologize. Passed, I feel so bad, but, you know, they do. They call it a mine. A mine. Anyway, so it's the first Valentine's dance in like 20 years. Uh, and we learn why because uh, we learn... Well, actually, before that, we have the first warning from the killer. Because right. So we, we, we learn that they're going to have a Valentine's Day dance, and the first warning comes from a killer in the form of a, of a, of a, of a treats box, a little chocolate box, mm-hmm. a heart-shaped box, and it's, and it's addressed to the, the police chief, or maybe it was the mayor, and, it's, uh, and it goes a little something like this. From the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. (gasps) My back. Um, Yeah, so that kind of sets it up. He opens the box and he finds a heart. Mm. And he's like, God damn it. Not this again. A human heart. A human heart. (laughs) And, And then, you know, we we get i really like the way that this movie summarizes the plot because it does it for you very succinctly uh-huh. and i'm going to give it to you right now just so okay. that everybody everybody can listen to why the things happen here it goes this town is accursed this is at a bar it started 20 years ago it was the night of the valentine's day dance the union hall the biggest event of the year it had been a tradition for over a hundred years. Everybody was there except for seven miners who were out at the Hanager mine. Five of them still down below. Two supervisors were waiting for the men to come up. Anxious to get to the party, they left before the men were safely out. 
failing to check the methane gas levels in the tunnels down below. Five men were buried alive as the town continued its party. <laughs> For six weeks, we dug around the clock to try to save them. After we broke through, one man was found alive. I was the one who found. That's that's the crazy guy they found. Mm-hmm. Harry Warden spent the next year in the state mental hospital. Exactly one year later, on Valentine's Day, he came back to town. He killed the two supervisors who had left the post the year before. Then he cut out their hearts and stuffed them into heart-shaped candy boxes. That night at the dance, he found the boxes, blood dripping out the sides. Inside was a note, a warning from Harry, never to hold a Valentine's dance ever again. Every February 14th, Harry comes back to town, his pickaxe stained with blood, waiting in the shadows of the Henniger mine. He never washes the pickaxe? someone to kill. Should they not heed his warning? You motherfuckers better heed. Mm. Okay, so let's go over a few things that we liked about this film. I'll say, you've all, if you've been listening to Horror Movie Talk for a little while, uh, you know that one of the things I enjoy about movies is they give you an idealized version of life. Hmm. They give you uh, over-the-top characters who constantly are partying and having a good time. This is very, very 80s. It's like the the most like late 30s people playing early 20s people. Right. Like, don't worry about it. Look how much fun we're having. Why is... Why is the actor always got to be substantially older than than the part they're <laughs> supposed to play? I don't know. <laughs> These guys were so old, especially the two main male characters. Yeah. Like the, what's his name? At the end. The, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. That guy looks like so old. <laughs> he looks like a well-established father. And he's supposed to be playing like. I assume someone in their very early 20s. Yeah. Because think... they're almost like high school students. I think the only person who ever... Well, not that's not true anymore. I was going to say Zac Efron is the guy who plays the guy that's actually the age that he's supposed to play. But now he's just playing 10 years younger. Now he's right. constantly the 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do like Zac Efron's uh, physique. He's pretty... Mm-hmm. Pretty attractive. I'm not going to disagree. No. You, well, you can't. Hmm. Yeah. It's a safe, it's a real safe stance. <laughs> I just what do you watch Rick and Morty? Sure. At I've, all? I've seen it. Have you seen, there's a, <laughs> an episode in the last season. Um, the, oh, I didn't see the last season. That they make it a big deal of like describing these cut men as like, Look at him. He's got the he's got the cum gutters. <laughs> always, Zach Efron's got those cum gutters. I always called those the, the dick root or Jesus abs. 
<laughs> you like Jesus ads? <laughs> well, it's Jesus is featured in that episode too. Oh, you have to. It's so it's a really really weird meta, like. I mean, Dan Harmon is very meta yeah. normally, yeah. but it like literally goes off the rails in this episode and it's set on a train. Okay. That's about meta narrative. It's so weird. Okay. But it features <laughs> features them confronting several people with cum gutters and they, they cum, mention it. Cum gutters. <laughs> That's a really that's a really astute observation because if you think about a really ripped dude with uh-huh. the cum, with the cum gutters, any lady who's sitting on top of that mm. is just gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be raining. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just gonna be, it's gonna be sloppy. Yeah, like when I when when ladies get on top of me, really just one lady, um, you know, it's she's not terribly impressed ever. Right. So you, there's not a need for the gutters. Right. Until I get them, and then I guess we'll see. I'm on the I'm on the route to getting cum gutters right now. I'm I'm on that. Uh huh. Yeah. I do f- exactly four sit ups <laughs> a day. So anyway, I like the idealized version. The people are all happy. They're all t- s- sitting around partying. They're happy with for no reason. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, they they work in a mine. They're 30, but they're supposed to be 20. They're none of them are terribly great looking, except the ladies are all right. Yeah. You know, it's, it appears that you could be pretty frumpy as a dude and pull down some nice tail. Um, not that ladies are. Ta- oh, my God. Roja, save me. Um, anyway, so I like the idealized version. I like the cheerfulness and upbeat quality of this movie a lot. Did, did what did what did you particularly like about my bloody valentine um i just think the premise is great like it's and it's well executed it's a little boring yeah but that's kind of a feature with these movies of like isn't that sad uh, yeah like literally like the first half of it it feels like uh, okay can we get to the part where the kills like consistently happen as opposed to oh no there's a threat of being killed here's one person See, the- wait 10 minutes. Here's another one. Wait 10 minutes. Oh no, another one. It's a whole thing. Um, but the kills when they come, they're all pretty interesting. I mean, see, this is interesting. This this is a difference between you and me. I have more fun at the start of this movie. Really? I, and just generally speaking in slashers like if if you can have interesting like kind of fun, if you're having good time, like party time! Oh, let's have a party! Woo! Yeah, it bothers let's, me because it feels so artificial. Let's like, drive our car fast away from the place where we were, because we're because we're heading home. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you tapping into the un or the elevated nature of that. Like, I don't do that. I'm just like this is so fake. Like the I'm the, vibing on it. The comedic relief guy. It's like uh, stop. I love that guy. Please, like that guy only exists in early '80s movies. Well, that's not true. You're sitting across from that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the French callback. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, when it when the when it in slashers when the kills start is kind of when I start checking out because it's just boring. It's just it's like okay, so everybody dies now. Great. 
I, I mean, the difference in this one is the setting, and it makes it a lot better because yeah. if you're at a camp, run away in any direction. Yeah. Like, that's the answer. Yeah. Like, and uh, they always have to, like, oh, no, let's rub, run to this other cabin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just just run into the woods for five miles. Don't stop. Right. Now you're a, a, impossible to find. Yeah. This one, you're in a coal mine. Yeah. There's one exit and entrance. And he's fucked him. Yeah. So... Like it's compelling. And the fact that a coal mine, you could die anyways. Yeah. Like, you don't even need a killer in a coal mine to, like, no. have uh, death be on the line. It's, it's coaly. <laughs> it's coal- and it's coaly. It's very coaly down there. Yeah, um, that is true. That is true. It is, it is a good setting. Uh, arguably, a better setting would be, you know, people's nightmares. Because you really can't escape sleep. Yeah, but uh, but yes, it's comparable, and uh, and for that I appreciate it. Um, we do continue to get Valentine's warnings sent to characters throughout the movie. Here's the here's a little clip of the second letter being read. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. <gasps> <laughs> I, I enjoyed this part of the movie right where it's setting up the everybody and and oh man i would love it if even at the end when he's killing like the entire group of kids that he still takes the time to make these cutesy notes and leave them <laughs> yeah he's like because he had to sit down at a desk <laughs> show him a in pencil. the corner show him in the corner folding a red piece of paper in half and cutting out a heart <laughs> He had to sit down at a desk with a pencil and paper and some craft supplies. He licks the tip of the pencil and starts writing. He's like, wait, no, that doesn't, it doesn't quite rhyme. It's not what I'm going for here. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I, that, that's a good point. That's, that's a lot of fun. The, and the, the effort that went into these, the, the ramp up was great. Like, like when the police officer walks into the um, the the laundromat, and he's and he and there's some clothes running, and he's <laughs> and like, he's like sniffing. He's, he's like, like, "Is that is that me? My what, cigar? What is that? Is that my? Yeah." He's like sniffing around. He's like, he opens up a uh, he opens up the dryer. Yeah, he opens up the dryer. Let's see here. Is that the, well? He, wait first. First, he like he notices something's off because all the paper hearts are. Are upside down. Yeah. That are decorating the yeah. laundry mat. Oh, that's the mark of the killer. He turns the hearts upside down. And this is another one where I just like, if you just picture what that looked like, the killer like murders this person, stuff, <laughs> stuffs them into the dryer, and then takes like 10 minutes to be like, <laughs> this will freak him out. The hearts will be upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Puts them back on the wall. It's my calling card. I'm the wet bandit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I think this is from this is a clip from the laundromat. Let's see. And Axel is not behaving any better. It's not. Oh, Patty, I don't even want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So so the kids are like, we're going to have we're going to have a good time. 
we're going to go and have a dance with the Valentine's dance. And the girl, this is a clip of the girls talking to each other. And, and one of them's like, I don't know if I should go. And the other one's like, bitch, you better go. I got a dress. Oh, this part, it? yeah. You want to see my dress? Here we go. And Axel is not behaving any better. Oh, Patty, I don't even want to go to the dance on Saturday night. Oh, but you gotta go. It'll be all right. Just stay with Hollis and me. Besides, you gotta see the dress I got. Cut down to here, slid up to there. I may not get out alive. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. She went there. Yeah, some of the acting is so hammy. It's endearing. It is very endearing, yes. Um, it's better acting than Sleepaway Camp. No, uh, oh, I mean... I mean, it's a similar acting it to is, Sleepaway Camp. Nah, sim- Sleepaway Camp is much hammier. Right. Much hammier. Vo- more vaudevillian. And but I, think, I feel like Sleepaway Camp is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and this it, one, it it's might, like... It might be. Yeah. It's hard to I say. I mean, especially the uh, the ant. That's definitely, like, over the top on purpose. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the, thing that, the other thing that kind of bothers me about this movie is, like, if you're going to go slasher, go crazy go bonkers apeshit insane like silent night deadly night right the reason silent night deadly night works so well is because it's a stupid (laughs) premise it's a that's done perfectly and with such hate that it's uh, it becomes undeniable right like there's rape there's there's all this horrible stuff but it's surrounding such a silly concept that it makes it so absurd it becomes undeniable. And this is close to that. It's not that far off. It's yeah. it's a it's a silly premise. You need to go back and watch Sleep or uh, uh, Silent Night. Oh Deadly no, Night. I, I it's indelibly marked into my brain. I, I know <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this is it's good campy fun. This one, right? Uh, not up to the level of Sleepaway Camp or Silent Night Deadly Night, but. Like, definitely, I don't know, I found it more enjoyable than, like, Friday the 13th. I don't know about that. I don't know about Just that. because it feels like there's, I don't know, the I, same same type of movie, except, like, at least it's fun making fun of the terrible acting in this one. And the other one, it's like, okay, they're just teenagers hanging around and trying to fuck. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah it's, there's no, that's a good point. Um, something about Friday the 13th has really grown on me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find myself going constantly asking myself, should I watch another Friday the 13th movie? And, uh, and the answer almost always this week has come down to, no, let's go, let's go RoboCop. Let's go RoboCop two. <laughs> let's go RoboCop three. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a sad week. Um, no, actually I love the RoboCop. Which films. RoboCop has like the little kid as the villain? That's two. It's the best one. Okay. Uh, that that was directed by the same guy who directed Empire. Empire Strikes Back. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was the last blockbuster movie he ever he ever did. He, uh, he was a he was he was a director from the fifties. Huh. Um, was it Kirshner? Is that who it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, so back to my bloody Valentine. So one of my favorite parts of this movie is, yeah, the, the policeman is walking through the, the laundromat and he's smelling. And he's like, what is that fucking smell? And then he opens a dryer, finds a warning note. And then, and then it's like, oh dear, the warning note. And then a body pops out of the dryer next to him and it's all steamed. Mm-hmm. It looks like, 
It looks like the steamed hams. Steamed hams. <laughs> it looks like the camp cook from Sleepaway Camp yeah. after he got burned. Yeah, the pedophile. Uh, it's a great. It's a great moment. It was shocking. Anyway, at this point, they they call off the 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 dance. They're like, "Look, too many people are dying under threat of the dance, so we got to call off the dance because people are dying." It's a reasonable reason to call off a dance. And the kids yeah. are like. Fuck that! Let's have a party in the mine. Yeah, we're gonna go party at our Woo! at our place of work. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, what's funner than a than a gymnasium? You know, what's better than drinking at home, drinking at work. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the there's a cover up element that the police officers like. She had a heart attack, and that's the official line. Don't tell yeah. anyone otherwise, and. I'll tell you the the kill that won me over that I was like okay I'm on board was um it shows the scene where the kids are planning on doing the party anyways and the bar the barkeeper is like uh it's fucking kids you're going to get killed like and he's like even mentions the the woman Mabel that got killed yeah. at the laundromat she's yeah. like heart attack my ass yeah and then I, I thought to myself, I bet it's the barkeeper. I bet he's the killer. And and then I realized immediately, like, oh, no, that's too obvious. Yeah. That would be way too obvious. And the very next scene, he gets killed <laughs> in, in my favorite kill of the whole thing. Because <laughs> he sets up this, because he wants to scare the kids. He wants to scare the kids. He sets up this dummy to where you, when you open the door, it's got like the 80s you know, rope rigging. Right. A la Ferris Bueller. Thick, thick, meaty ropes. And uh, when you open the door, it looks like the 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 dummy is going to murder you with a pickaxe. Yeah, it comes out and it's like, What's up? Yeah. <laughs> and that scene where he's like <laughs> testing out the door. It's great. He does it like, <laughs> it feels like seven times. Yeah. And every time he's like, <laughs> <laughs> He's so pleased with his. He work. closes the door <laughs> and he opens the door. <laughs> Those kids are going to be frightened. <laughs> he does it like way too many times, and then the last time the killer kills him <laughs> when he opens the door. Killer's like, can you fucking stop it? <laughs> it was so sudden and dumb. Yeah, was... I mean, just the fact that they're underlining, like, yeah, he's so self-pleased. Anyways, I, that that's what it won me over. I was like, okay, this is hilarious. That was a fun. That was a fun. But I don't think it ever reached that that level of hilarity again. That was that was the high point of funny in this movie. Yeah, I mean, well, that's not true. There was a diving for hot dogs moment right. that that came up later. Where uh, so their kids are? <laughs> There's the... something about boiling someone's head in hot dog water that's just. <laughs> Extra disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and let me just say, it did seem like everybody in this movie needed a little bit of deodorant. Can you? I mean, it just seemed like. I mean, they're all dirty all the time because they work in a mine. I don't know. They've had a shower. I mean, between fucking each other in the shower, they probably had some soap. I, I would hope it just didn't seem that way to me. I could have used some old spice in there. Okay. Okay, I see what you're going for. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so at this point, the kids, they're like, fuck you, we're having a party at our at our place of work. 
and they bring all the supplies. They bring hot dogs. They bring relish. They bring mustard. They got a little <laughs> ketchup. They uh, or cats up. Mm-hmm. They bring some beers. They got they got the streamers. They have you know they bring uh, they bring some cups and I mean, some they ping talk pong a, balls. They talk about they talk about how in the mine they've got oh yeah we've got like the pool table and like the jukebox down in the mine like we never actually see any of that well i think they're talking about the break room above the mine right which is where they're partying oh which makes, that's right that's which right makes sense to me because they're like woo party in the okay I we're forgot. not going down to the mine it's a it's a dusty old mine it's it's coaly yeah it's real coaly down there and uh, and so they're partying. They're having a good time. The girls, obviously, because it's the early 80s, the girls are doing all the cooking uh, because back then that was a woman's place. It's not that way <laughs> anymore. And for good reason. I can boil my own goddamn hot dogs. <laughs> do you boil your hot dogs or do you grill them? Um, oh, you usually, put them in the microwave? No, usually we boil them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't have, like, a grill outside. That's a supremely white move. That's the whitest move there is. I don't know. It it ends up pretty good. I know. I Hey, you're talking to a white guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I do know. I realize, like, my... They plump up real good because they they accept a little bit of that water through the two dick ends of the hot dog. They soak it up a little bit. They get plumped. Yeah. Mm. Speaking about being white... And women in the kitchen. My wife was, my wife was making a sandwich yesterday, um, and I realized like her methodology. She was making a tuna fish sandwich, and I realized her methodology is just the whitest thing ever, which is just tuna and mayonnaise. Yeah. I have to like tell her to put pickles in it or something, lettuce, something with Anything. some crunch. Um, but yeah, just like. What's what's wrong? It's, it's mayonnaise. Look, you need you, okay. You need a round of onion. Mm-hmm. You need a round of tomato. Yeah, you need to dress it up. Sure. You need to put some. You need to put a jacket on that thing. Well, I mean, my my experience with tuna fish is like you put a bunch of shit in the tuna. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put you some relish, like peppers. Yeah, maybe relish, some peppers, onions. Yeah, like you give it. All that stuff. You give it, you turn it into a, a kind of a dressing almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Just mayonnaise. Oh, sweetie. Be convinced that, like, yeah. Anyways. Well, it just cements your place in the kitchen, I guess. Yep. Um, so, anyway, so at this point, uh, one of the guys gets his head boiled in hot dog water, which is kind of the lead up to this long intro about uh, being white. But uh, I, that's probably a pretty white way to die. I can't imagine, can't imagine many other races getting their head boiled in hot dog water. Just because yeah. I don't think uh, I don't. I think it's a very white thing to do is, is boil hot dogs. boil hot dogs. I would imagine if you are of a of a different race that or, than me, that or some kind of mayonnaise accident. Oh yeah, mayonnaise. And see, we're even saying it real kind of wrong. Mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise. Is it though? I, I no, not really. Right, exactly. I I know I know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, so at this point, Axel gets kind of rapey with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I should mention there's a there's a contention in this movie. There's there's a, a tension between TJ, who mm-hmm. has who has previously left the town for California to to hit it big, but 
he failed, and he came back to the town. And his old girlfriend is the hot one, who shall remain nameless because I don't care. And uh, <laughs> she, her new boyfriend is Axel, who's mm-hmm. kind of a dick. Yeah. And so there's this constant fight between Axel and TJ. And they're like, she wants me. No, she wants me. And of course, you know, she's like, guys, I have my own opinions. And they're both like, shut up. And uh, and so at this point, Axel gets a little rapey with her. And um, let's see here. How they're did... going to fight. There's several like fights between the, yeah. those two. Yeah, there's several. I fights. mean, that's what's supposed to be the interesting part or the stakes of the movie. And I just again, I just don't care. And then there's that girl who's who's having having kissy kiss uh, times with her boyfriend, like in the like in the in the lo- in the place where they house all the minor attire, uh-huh. and uh, she gets turned into a showerhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that I was wish they would have shown it. That was a pretty good kill scene too, because like they have all these minor uniforms like hanging in the air mm-hmm. to be like taken down with ropes. Oh, for yeah. some reason, you know, why use a a locker or a closet? Right. No, you, you just hang them in the air where it's all coldy. Um, and then like the scene where the killer is going after he like drops all these clothes on her and stuff. So it looks like all these, you know, people are dropping from the ceiling. It's it's spooky. I thought it was pretty cool. It's spooky. I just wish they'd have shown. The visual of her being the showerhead, because apparently what has happened is he's impaled her through the back of the head and pushed, pushed a showerhead into Uh her so that her mouth is now the shower. Yeah, I don't know if they showed it it would be just super fake and dumb. Yeah, but also cool. Yeah, they show like a side view and and the dude comes back to boner and he can't. All he can do is take a shower Mm -hmm. with her. (laughs) <laughs> so at this point for some reason the, you know i guess because they're drunk the uh the, the a few of the party members decide it's going to be a good idea to head down into the mine and continue the part we'll take the girls on a on a on a tour through the mine but but what they're forgetting is this very important and specific rule about the mine no women in the mine <laughs> that's a rule Hey, you know the rule. We can't bring them down there. Oh, yeah, it's a safety hazard. No, they're women. Mm-hmm. That struck me. I, I yeah. thought that was funny. Women, are you? can you go into mines or is that... Is that- it just, I mean, their menstrual cycles interfere with the coal somehow. Wow, that seems... I don't think that's probably true. I think, I think you're being. It's probably they just don't want them want the women to see all the like dirty dildos that they keep down there. <laughs> we can't bring them down into the dildo mine. <laughs> They'll find up find out about our evil evil truth. They'll find out about our prostate, and then we and then we won't be able to keep them away from our buttholes. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, going off the rails. so the movie uh, should be named Pass Me a Beer is one of my notes here, because this whole movie just th- these guys are constantly like, pass me a beer. Hey, I thought it should be called My Coley Valentine. What? Oh, because of the coal. Because it's coley. It's a coal mine. It's got a lot of coal in it. 
Yeah. And, and it, then a bunch of deaths happen in the end. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we could go through it uh, sequence by or death by death. But there's really just a half hour of mine kills at this yeah. point. <laughs> You're down in a mine. And by the way, these are real mines. So none of this is a set. This was all shot on location yeah. in coal mines. Now, I have... In Nova Scotia. I have worked at mines. Yeah. Um, not in pit mines like this, though. I've never been inside of a uh, of a tunnel. Right. All the mines I, I went to, there wasn't a tremendous amount. But uh, they were all open air pits. Mm-hmm. So I... Just don't have experience with this kind of mine. I can't. I can't lend my expertise. Uh-huh. Um, but I can say that uh, you know it, it, it was a cool. Um, it did add a, a, an air of you know it was it was a cool backdrop to have. No, a- it was it was a cool setting. I I read on the IMDb trivia that they picked the mine specifically for like how rustic it looked. Yeah, it's a, it is all wood uh-huh. supports, it's- and then the town. When they found out that there'd be a movie filming there, they like gussied up the mine and painted everything with a new coat of paint. Oh. And the production crew is like, fuck. Oh, because it it lost the luster. Yeah. So they had to spend $75,000 to, <laughs> to get it back to a shitty state. To ungussy the uh-huh. mine? Yeah. Wow. I thought that was awesome. Wow, that is that is interesting. You know, uh, another added benefit of watching this on Prime is uh, if you watch it on a computer, you get the pop-ups mm. uh, of the little the little trivia bullshit that comes along with the movie. And at the at the very start of the movie, one of the little trivia things that came up for me was Quentin Tarantino said this was his favorite slasher of all time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What's what's your opinion on that? Um, the whole time, and then that that tinted my I know viewing of the movie. Yeah, because I respect Quentin Tarantino, but not to this degree. I mean, it's. I'd be curious to see what what he says about it, but I feel like it's it's good. I I wouldn't. I don't begrudge him it. Uh huh. Um, I don't know it. I mean, it's got to be a nostalgia thing, right? Sure. Yeah. It's got to be like him having fond memories of being a teenager. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's actually, this is interesting. So you and I are going to be recording two episodes today. We're, we're going to be recording a stash away episode for a later date uh, for the movie Hostel, mm-hmm. which Quentin Tarantino had a hand in as the ac- executive producer, mm-hmm. I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and so that's a, that this is a plug for Patreon. If you, if you hop on our Patreon, you get access to early, uh, to, to movies that we've reviewed that haven't come out yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just saying, Uh, don't, don't worry about it. I kind of sit on my episodes that I'm sitting on. I'm just saying you might be able to get her. see. Sure. Earlier than normal. There's a bunch that I've, I've already done that are on there. Right. But anyway, so we're going to be reviewing Hostel later today. That's Eli Roth's Hostel mm. with Quentin Tarantino backing. Back to My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's not really a lot left to say about this movie. Other, it, was, uh, it was Axel. Other than it was Axel. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't Harry Warden come back. Yeah. It was Axel because he saw his dad get murdered by Harry Warden. In the original slayings. Mm. And somehow that turned him into a bad guy. Yeah. The end. And they had to explain that to you twice. 
Yeah. Within two minutes. Yeah, it was uh, just to make sure you knew. They did a good. They did a good job of explaining it to you several times. All right. So who uh, who would you recommend this movie to? I mean, anyone that's a fan of slashers, this is a good one to see. Like, if you want to, if you want to venture out of the the big three, you know, uh, franchises. Yeah. Check this one out. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend really necessarily anybody see this movie. It's there's no. <laughs> There's nothing too much here. I mean, it's fine. It's just not. It's just not very, very interesting. Right. I don't know. It's not, hmm. it's, there's nothing. There's nothing in it that makes it worth it to me. If that makes. Well, that's true for pretty much every slasher for me. Like, I mean, there's some obviously the ones that we talk about all the time. The ones that were like, it's not sleepaway camp. It's not silent night. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Okay. So anyway, with that, let's get into it came from Oh wait. You know what? Let's do let's do horror movie talk whores first. So, Horror Movie Talk Whores is a little bit where we, you know, reach out and touch you. Or you reach out and touch us, I suppose. You can call us at 682-253-4468. And, you know, if you give us a call, you can you can come get on the show. But I think uh, I think today we're, we're not necessarily going to get to calls first in Whores. But but because the the dist the. The gauntlet that was thrown down. Yeah, because the gauntlet was thrown down in horror movie talk, whores. Then I think we're going to start with the the back and forth between Max Allen, who you can follow on Instagram at I believe it at Maxwell Allen on Instagram. He he's a he produces some music, and as you can see, he's you know he's he's got some talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, HMT. Roho, you call me fucking boring. At least get my name right next time. My name ain't Mike, it's Max Allen. Yeah, I live in Idaho, but at least I know that I'm fucking talented. I made the intro music, a year later, they still use it. Now that you know my name, don't you fucking abuse it. They named you after a color, don't disrespect my take on Godzilla. He's the king, motherfucker. You and I both know that there is no other... I've been sub to agency since 2019 Ain't nobody out there who went through the catalog quicker than me Listen to me Get it right, Bronx bitch They said maybe Bugsy's the only one strong enough for this Enough of this I love you Bugs, but I'm here and I ain't gonna quit I'm just messing, Rojo You know I love you Bitch <laughs> So Max did not like the fact that Rojo put no respect on his name and, uh, and so he, you know, I, I said, I encourage all, all, P, all, P, anybody who wants to start beef on HMT. Great. That's, uh, that's just more, that's just more content for, for me. So Max came right back like day after the release or maybe day of, he's like, fuck this. And he, he sent us that track. 
And I was like, God damn. And he posted it first. You're like, if, if you had been on the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, you'd have gotten to see that as as he posted it. Mm. But I knew that Rojo, like I said, because he's Irish, he doesn't uh, he doesn't have – or maybe it's because he's from the Bronx and it's – you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to – I don't want mm-hmm. to cast any aspersions or anything like that, but I knew he didn't have Facebook. So, and I knew he hadn't heard it because if he had, there'd have been a hubbub. So, I I got a hold of Rojo, and uh, and I sent him I sent him Max track and uh, Max's track, and he responded. So here, let's uh, let's listen to Rojo's track. Here we go. Well, Max really recorded a diss track for me. You do realize I'm from the Bronx, right? And that your name is Max Allen? Idaho, where bitches go. I drove west one day so I could find the biggest hoe. But you the hoe. Max Allen is the hoe. Slope is flat like the masses on them Idaho. You come at me, but can't you see? Red is the way and the rojo is the way. So go away. Go hide and hate, Max. From Idaho, and that's the biggest name. Yeah, name. Like horses. Got that? Got <laughs> my level. Bitch. Shout out Brian, all those Mormon hoes, and Daddy David Day with all those vasectomy nuts. And fuck Glitter Core taking my award. Shit. Rojo out. There's a lot there. Wow. He says, fuck Glittercore for taking my award. Uh-huh. He says, coming from Idaho. Oh, no. He says, your flow is flat, just like the asses in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and he, he worked in a horse's neigh. Yeah, neigh. <laughs> um, he also mentioned my vasectomy nuts. That's true. <laughs> I've yet to test whether or not my men are still there. I haven't haven't brought my jerk off sperm into the doctor to know what my count is. Oh, really? If it took effect, so I've still been whipping it out and jizzing on the back, you know. Really? Yeah. Or or on the floor. Sometimes I'll I'll go aim for the ceiling. You know, pinch it so it gets it like the hose when you put your thumb <laughs> over the hose and go bang. You know, do a little target practice. But uh, enough about me. I don't know. I, kinda, I think I'd kind of like to listen to that track again, I, just to kind of work work out what's because it's not yeah, the, the highest audio, quality. Yeah, the audio quality isn't as great as Max's. No, but to be fair, uh, Rojo whipped this together in twelve hours, and he. I mean, I mean, I love Max, but he has access to all the audio uh-huh. recording equipment, and Rojo. Well, he's he's in the Bronx, so who knows. <laughs> Who knows what a poor young Irishman has access to? Uh-huh, yeah. So let's let's listen to it again here. I just Well, Max really recorded a diss track for me. You do realize I'm from the Bronx, right? And that your name is Max Allen? Idaho. Where bitches go. I drove west one day so I could find the biggest hoe. But you the hoe. Max Allen is the hope. Slow is flat like the masses on them Idaho. You come at me, but can't you see? Red is the way and the rojo is the way. So go away. Go hide and hate, Max. You're from Idaho. And that's the biggest name. 
DNA, like horses. Got that? You're on my level, bitch. Shout out, Brian. Brian. All those Mormon hoes. And Daddy David Day. With all those vasectomy nuts. And fuck glitter core taking my award. Shit. Rojo out. Yeah, if you listen to our best of 2020 episode that we released a couple, maybe a month ago or so, uh, we had awards for the best caller and it went to Glittercore for her, the drop that we made out of her saying, I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina. And, uh, that was, that was in a horror movie talk horror segment. And, um, and Rojo took extreme, he was angry about that. He called in and he was like, fuck. Well, I give you this this great shit, and because she has big tits and a tiny vagina, she wins. It's kind of like, oh yeah, 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 obviously, obviously, <laughs> um, because you know, oh, it's <laughs> pretty thick. So anyway, uh, so we got a beef going. If anybody wants to jump in on this thing, if anybody want, if anybody takes any ex- exception at all, and they want to, yeah, get I mean, on the glitter, show, glitter core. Yeah, she's got Gauntlet's a response. thrown down. She got a response. If you're a hoe from Idaho, I mean, you might be offended. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, a hoe from it. Idaho. A hoe from Idaho. Like Max. Yeah, he, he was, was a Alan. Little, He's it, Max is a hoe. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weak. He does lean on Idaho quite heavily. Uh, it's but uh, but. It's a good diss track. Yeah. I mean, for for coming up with it real quick like that. And Max came up with his real quick too. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's get into some calls. It's a this is gonna be a bugsy heavy episode because, well, they're all bugsy heavy episodes when it comes to horror movie talk horrors. It's your boy Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel, calling from Tampa Bay. Anyways, listening to that new uh review, Saint Mord, Saint Mard, Saint I don't know how to fucking say it. Smoke too much Durban poison. Anywho, anyhow, um, you know, David made a comment saying that like uh the reason why we don't hear about God or, like, 20 years of his life or something is because he was out there fucking hookers. Jesus. And I just wanted to say, if they were to pass around the collection tray right after this episode, I would drop a big tip. Bigger than the tip that I give those hookers to put their lips on my dick with. But um, much love, David. I think you need to be a pastor or a priest to don't go around molesting any of those sexy children. And um, Bryce, what's up, man? How are you? So, like, I don't get it. Is Bryce, like, an atheist or he was a Mormon? And now he's not a Mormon. He's a Mar- Mormon turned Christian. In between Mormon, half Mormon, Mormon, ornament, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, David, much love. HM Tizzle, HM Titties, HM One Titty. It's your boy Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. And we need to set up a rap battle. Me and Mac, we need to go at it. And Rojo, what's your response going to be, man? Are you, are you coming back? I mean, what's up? We heard you want to make something too? Drop that hot fire. It's your boy. Oh, man, I'm so excited for when this episode airs. <laughs> so excited. He's, they're, get, he's, they're getting Bugsy all riled up. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to do. Yeah. Bugsy is in a constant state of riledom. He's he's riled. Yes. Man, Rojo roasted Mike. This is Bugsy, by the way. Anyways, Rojo got all up in Mike's ass. That diss track's awesome. Can't wait to hear Rojo, hear what he's got to say back. But I have another story, you know, since Rojo says it's boring. I have another story about a, you know, a tuna-endorsed woman. Um, I remember one time, it was like uh, New Year's Eve 2003, um, I was in middle school. Me and my friends were, like, trying to attempt to run a train on this chick. 
Her name was Melissa Mady. She was a big whore from the Florida Keys. Anyways, I remember it was funny because my one friend was Cuban, and he would lie about taking horse tranquilizer pills or some shit to make his dick big. And he had, a, like, a 10-inch dick. I remember he, like, measured it in front of us. Kind of weird, kind of fruity. But I remember, like, he was trying to fuck the girl, couldn't get it hard. Mm. So I remember, like, I went out and got, like, a can of Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> I cracked open the tuna, or I just chucked a tuna can at them while they were attempting to have sex. But um, there was this girl named Julie back when I was, like, 16. Julie Anthony. I remember I was, went to have sex with her. I was going to fuck her in the back of the car. And I think we were dating at the time, and she broke up. Or I'm not sure if she was on her period. But, dude, the second her pants came off, the back of the car smelled so terrible that I had to get out and run for my life. Now, this was, like, in the middle of the project, too. So just imagine. This is a podcast about horror movies, right? On, running away because this girl's fishy flopper, filet of fish, ew, like Kanye West would say, or filish of the filet, was so fucking disgusting. You know, you got to remember those ones that get away because, you know, they could be the greatest catch. But anyways, much love, H&T. BMD, it's your boy Bugsy. Yo, Rojo, you got to come back at Mike. He dropped some bars. Let's get it. <laughs> got to come back at Mike. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I I do like the stories about the ladies. I, You know, I, I grew up listening to Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind some version of a whack pack. If you want to be... You know, I, I, we, Are you saying that Bugsy and... Rojo and Max are whack? No, I'm not saying they're whack. I'm saying- Guys, if you want to do a collaborative diss track on David. Oh, yeah. Go, go for it. Or Bryce, you know? I didn't Re- say anything. I cast no dispersions. Uh, oh, no. You, you just called him whack. No, I think I that's say, what I said happened. I wouldn't mind some version of a whack. Oh, you so know, you're calling him whack. We can go back to the... Uh, Wow, you really, you really, really are very trying very hard to to uh, misinterpret my words. I think I think you're th- th- there's a lot of sweat coming from your side of the room, and uh, <coughs> I just like to point that out. Here. Well, that's just natural. I'm very fat. Next call. Hey, Bryson, Dave. This is Alan from Atlanta. Just one of your patrons. Um, I was actually calling because. I've noticed, like, in the horror community, like, this is, like, such, like, a big topic. People are usually calling, you know, certain horror movies, like, pretentious. Like, I've noticed, like, a lot of my friends, like, hate A24. Like, they say, like, A24 films are usually boring. Like, they call hereditary boring and everything. But I think the thing that sticks out to me the most is they call them pretentious. And what I don't really understand is, like, your thoughts on, like, you know, why they call those films pretentious. Because it, you know... When I look at films like that, it, it seems to me like, you know, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers and, like, you know, even Jordan Pilt, not A24, of course. But they're making films for, like, themselves, not ne- not necessarily or, uh, you know, for, you know, a big audience, like, you, you know, your slasher films and everything that are, like, screaming in your face or even, like, movies like The Bubba Duck. Like, you know, these are the kind of movies that make you think that, like, you know – not necessarily like monsters that are, I guess, scary, but like kind of deeper kind of meanings, I guess. Uh, I mean, why do you think people hate those type, people in the horror movie community hate those type of, you know, films exactly? And another thing I wanted to ask if y'all were ever going to review uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, thanks, guys. Love you guys. Y'all are awesome. 
Bye. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, uh, I think that was Alan from mm-hmm. Atlanta. Thank you. And he's a patron, so double thank you. Yeah, I think um, we've talked about this on the Facebook group a lot, um, even recently. I think it's... I mean, people go see horror movies for different reasons, yeah. and some of them are looking for pretty specific things. Oh. It's like um, creative death or just the scares of when is it coming. Where's or the, what's the monster going to look like? What's the monster going to look like? You know, or who is the killer right. kind of thing. And... Or just like what? What's the? What are the special effects like? You know, there's lots of different aspects, and I feel like you get to a point where a lot of that stuff gets cliche, like you've seen it all before, and so some of these more, you know, quote unquote pretentious horror movies focus on things that others don't, or or uh, put more emphasis on. You know the drama, or the the character development, or um, just other aspects of it. Other like either societal commentary. Um, not that that's not prevalent in other horror movies or anything, but I think it just puts more emphasis on different things, and it it uh, feels newer or it feels more interesting to me. And then when it brings in the the horror elements, it's it just feels. Um, more interesting. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I. So I think when when people see that that stuff where it's exploring um, a different avenue aspect of it, or or as a viewing experience, you're thinking about the themes that they're trying to communicate, or you're thinking about the internal my, the internal space of the characters' minds or what they're going through. To me, that makes it very interesting, and yeah. and I'm engaged with it. Yeah. For other people, if they're not interested in that or they're not engaging with it, it's just boring. So, which I could totally understand. Yes, I, I think I think you're touching on something, uh, which I which I my opinion on this whole thing is, um, you know, it's it's kind of just different strokes for different folks. You know, yeah. you come in for some people, the thing that works is is a, the, the standard slasher format. They grew up with that. They expect that. That is what means horror to them. They yeah. go, oh, well, it's got to be this way. And if it's not, it's not scary. It, and and furthermore, if it didn't scare me, it's it's dumb. Right. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If it didn't scare me, it is dumb. You know, it is. Um, and and that hits everybody different. And so and everybody's scared of different shit. Yeah, and I think I think it's different emphasis too. I think for some people the important thing about horror movies is scariness. Yeah. And for for me, I think I put more emphasis on dread. And yes. just like yeah, yeah. just mood and just like darkness. Yeah, I like tension a lot. I really enjoy a lot of tension. In, in my movies, a lot of um, dramatic tension. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, as to what genre this is, I mean, a lot of people have called it elevated horror. Mm-hmm. You know, like A24 pedals, right. quote unquote, A tw- or elevated horror movies instead mm-hmm. of slashers or something like that. And as for The Wolf of Snow Hollow, um, I would love to review that movie. It's, um, it looks like it would be fun uh, and, uh, and spooky. 
So um, maybe our patrons will vote on that next month and we can uh, maybe we can listen to that. If you if you'd like to, uh, you know, become a patron at the highest tier, you can you can vote on a movie a month for us to to uh, review. And by the way, I'd just like to say thank you to our new patrons this month. I'm just going to do our most recent three. Mm-hmm. So we got M.T. Barrington. Mm-hmm. I thank you very much for becoming a patron. We got Paulina C. and Josiah T. Thank you guys so much for hopping into our our Patreon community. And like I said, now we got a goal of 100 Patreon, Patreon members. And we're at about, I think we're at a 73 right now. So if you guys, if you guys want to accept that challenge, we will think of something nice and fucking juicy and meaty and thick um as a uh, as a prize to give away once we do hit 100 subs and mm-hmm. so let's get on to the next caller thanks so much for your call alan we really appreciate you from georgia oh hey we got a we got jason here long time listener sup it is your old pal jason long time no call um first of all sorry again i had to drop my patreon Life's been kicking my ass these past couple months and just trying to get my shit together is all. Uh, but I still listen to the podcast every Wednesday at least. Anyways, I just want to bring this up again because I posted this on the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. Everyone should check it out. Um, I put on there, if you were to lock David, uh, David Garrett, that's my brother. Uh-huh. And then... Brad. Brad. And then Bryce. If you're to lock all four of you guys... Br- Brad is, uh, is, one of, is one of my friends who we, who we had on... Boy, which episode did we have? Uh, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah. Um, and recently... He was on two episodes. Oh, was he, he on recent... Rats? Yes. I feel like he was on the Rats episode. Yeah. That feels about right. Which Magnus made us watch. I haven't. I can't remember if it was Brad or Garrett. They occupy like the same mind space. They're very calm and strong. Mm, like well, I feel they could break me in half well, they're over big. their leg. Yeah. Okay, uh, so he's saying if you lock me, my brother Garrett, Brad, and Bryce in a room. In a room where there's no windows and there's no clocks to see what time it is. Who would go crazy first and... Ironically enough, well, not really ironically and not very surprising either, David was voted to go crazy first. Personally, I said David would be the guy that gets the first chub out of the four. Chub. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing I've noticed on the post is Bryce has said David would go crazy first. Brad has said David would go crazy first. (laughs) Um. Garrett has also said David would, well, he didn't say it, but he kind of hinted at it. And the only thing is, David, you're not, you're not defending yourself, buddy. I need, I need to get your take on this. Well, I mean, this is, this is a, this is a mainstay in my life where if you're a loud person, if you're a person who occupies the forefront of people's minds, they immediately want to take you down a peg because, well, you're you're at the forefront of their minds, 
And so, so yeah, that's what it is. You're constantly having to defend yourself, and that's just silly because you don't have to defend yourself. You know, you can just you can let everybody talk a bunch of shit, and you don't have to like justify it by defending yourself. I know I wouldn't be the first one to go crazy, and frankly, I don't know who would, but it wouldn't be me. I spend <laughs> I spend a trem- like my default is spending time alone. That's my good place. Yeah, but you wouldn't be alone. You'd be with three other people. Yeah, I think I think probably if you were to if if I was to be pressed on this, I would probably say Brad uh would would be the first person to 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 lose it. Although I don't uh, to be so honest, wait, let's, let's to define... be to be honest with you, I don't really see anybody losing it. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how do you define go crazy? Yeah. Like I, uh, and maybe it's just hard for me to, I'm defining it as like, just start to flip out. Like out of, out of those four, like I feel that you would flip out first. Like you'd be upset to the point where you just start ranting and, and raving about the situation. Well, that, I mean, I mean, while, well, yeah, but that's, that's not going crazy. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that's just a reaction. It's just a strong reaction. The question isn't who's going to have the strongest reaction fastest. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what does going crazy mean and how long would that take? I guess we need losing your mind. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And I don't think that would be... I just don't think it would be me. I think you're right. I would have a strong reaction faster than... I feel like just the fact that I've driven driven with you in traffic uh and you flip out from boredom of waiting in traffic pretty consistently, I feel like the boredom would just get to you to the point where you just go insane. I I disagree. I I disagree. In fact, I've, I've seen you in emergencies... It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't go well. You get very cross very quickly. You snap at people. What emergency? I can't recall specifics. It's been, you know, you just get a profile of a person in your mind. Sure. No, I'm snippy. I get very pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, You get pissed off and angry. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I don't know. And frankly, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's a good way to turn friends against each other's to pose these kind of questions. Uh And that's why I don't give it any merit. Because I because I'm kind and loving towards my friends, you know, and that's that's the way I'd like to keep. But thank you for your call, Jason. And as for you know you not being a a patron anymore, look, any Jason, you were a patron for a long time, and you helped us out to a great extent. And if you can only afford to be a patron for a little while, God bless you. You know, thank you very much for your patronage, and we appreciate it, and we understand. You know, it's not a big deal if you if you become a patron for a couple months because that's what what you can afford, and then you stop. It's it's no big deal, no pressure. We love you. So that's all the calls I got. Um, so let's hop into. It came from social media. Yes, it came from social media to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? 
So this is uh, this is a little bit where we talk about stuff that happened to us on social media. I'm going to keep this kind of short because that last segment ran pretty long. So I'm just going to discuss quickly one of the posts that I posted on our Horror Movie Talk group this last week. I posed a question to the group. What was the first horror movie you couldn't finish in one sitting because it was too intense? Do you have do you have one of these? No, because I'm not a pussy. Uh-huh, yeah. This, this was a, uh, a common response to this question. A bunch of, bunch of fucking egomaniacs come on there and they're like, you guys pussies. Never happened to me, not once. Not even when I was fucking five years old. Pussies. I'm like, okay, that's a cop-out answer. Um, <clears throat> I'll go first. I said, uh, mine was probably The Fly. Uh, Cronenberg's adaptation. Uh, it re- alarmed me a lot as a kid to uh to see the fly because uh, just a lot of body horror very goopy and also there's a real existential uh like deep <laughs> dread that builds in the fly if if you recall that's just uh it's kind of undeniable and it's it's creepy because you're losing your humanity you know <laughs> it's like ooh oh god you could be like turning into something else that's just so far from human, it's uh, really got to me as a kid, and so I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I found stuff disturbing, but I, I'm sure, like I, when I was a kid, I ran away from stuff. But see, the thing, I, I was pretty sheltered as a kid, so I didn't see anything super disturbing before I was able to process it. Yeah, and. I've just got kind of a thing where I find it very, very hard to stop a movie once I've started it. Really? Like, I have to... Oh, man. I just have to sit through it, even though I'm, like, miserable. I struggle with not stopping. I'm I'm starting to get to where, like, it bothers me enough to where I'm like, uh, who cares? But usually, you know, if I'm more than 15 minutes into it, I'll... Just finish it. Yeah, we watched the we watched Hostel this this week, and and I thought that would be I thought that would definitely trigger this, and to an extent it did um, for me. But also for me as a kid, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, both the fifties one and the seventies one, uh, were also similar. Uh, some other answers from people: Magnus, our Swedish super fan, the man who made us watch Bats and Rats, said The Exorcist. Uh, did this to him. He remembers watching it with a bunch of cool guys in high school. But that crucifix, the crucifix scene was so fucked that I ever so slightly pushed my glasses down my nose so that the screen was all blurry. Then I pretended to have seen the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Mark M says uh, Candyman, but I was eight. Everybody, everybody prefaces it. They're like, well, I'm not a pussy, though. Uh, our past coworker Jay, uh, said dreamscape fucked him up as a kid. He was scared to fall asleep for days after that. What a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jay. Uh, Kev R says Candyman as well. The scene where the dog is dead. The woman is screaming and the crib is covered in blood. Oh yeah. I forgot about that crib scene from Candyman. Mm-hmm. The baby, the baby shit really. Ugh. The baby looked at you? The baby looked at you? Um, oh, Ricky C says, I've finished all horror movies since childhood. <laughs> Something about the guy who does that just makes me laugh. <laughs> Jared Van D <laughs> says, probably the exorcist. Cu- couple exorcists in here. 
Um, let's see here. Let's uh, Rick A says thirteen ghosts only because oh this is a good answer only because I had an unexplained occurrence which caused <laughs> me to stop watching it and took five years later to finish it. <coughs> what if I just sat in his cassette player for five years? <laughs> no, that's good. Like. I I can see that happening where you're watching like a paranormal activity or something. A and bird flies into the window and you're like, <laughs> fuck! Or like a uh, some cabinet opens up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tyler N. says, I think I'm going to have to go with The Green Inferno by Eli Roth. Uh, he hadn't seen Hannibal, can, Cannibal Holocaust before. Hannibal Holocaust. Hannibal Holocaust <laughs> before. Uh, he watched Green Inferno, so he had no clue what he was really getting himself into. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust uh, and uh, Green Inferno. A lot of talk on the Facebook group about uh-huh. about these movies. I sure would love. I I really liked Green Inferno a lot. Um, that's one of my favorite Eli Roth movies. Maybe, maybe my favorite Eli Roth movie. I gotta watch more. I, I've only really seen Hostel. I need to watch Cabin Fever. And you haven't seen Cabin yeah, Fever. Oh, I haven't seen Cabin Fever. It's yet. a very goofy fun yeah yeah it's it's a it's a great one uh nicole e says anything with a rape scene male or female yeah uh, definitely rape is it's bad so don't i don't like it either at all angelica v says green inferno uh was so close to finishing it but still haven't oh kitty says human centipede too yeah this was another common one uh, i think ah, i'm getting a niche I'm getting an itch. I kind of want to watch Human Centipede 2. Got to watch the first one first. See, I'm told the way I the way I, I've listened to a few podcasts about both of them now, and the first one se- sounds like a drop in the bucket. Now, it sounds it sounds like I could do it pretty easily. Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm curious to hear what your take on Hostel is when we record it. Me too. Me too. Because um, yeah, Elizabeth V says the Evil Dead remake. Um, yeah, I actually had a real tough time the first time watching that because I did not expect the incredible levels of <laughs> severe violence in that mm-hmm. movie. Anyway, so thank you guys for reaching out to us on social media. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Lots of people said Cannibal Holocaust in there because uh, because there's a few actual uh, – there's some footage of actual – slaughter of of animals in that movie um mm-hmm. and uh that makes people uncomfortable uh so anyway so that, yeah but then they ate all of it every part of it so i don't care it's, it's better than i don't i don't it's not it's not it doesn't have a huge effect on me uh, one way or another that in particular mm-hmm. uh but i definitely definitely didn't couldn't handle the fly very well mm-hmm. mainly because you can't eat flies i mean you can but it's gross <laughs> They have salmonella. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. Share this episode with a friend because that helps us out a whole bunch. We have the best community, the very best. So make sure to uh, follow us on all social media and join our Facebook group. And if you want to help us get more visible to other people, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That is like probably the most helpful thing in terms of getting the podcast out there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that helps the most is becoming a Patreon patron and a reminder that this episode was brought to you by our patrons each month. They vote on an, on a movie for us to watch. And then we watch it like the, um, like the puppets we are, we're just their puppets and they Mm -hmm. talk through us. And so that's why you had to listen to my buddy, my buddy Valentine review today. 
And if you'd like to call and get on the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. I love all of you bitches. So have a great week, and we love you very much. Bye-bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Ten kids. Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pino, Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, spook allergy doctor with philosophy, Gastritis, knee colostomy, turn Patreons into human centipede. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. And Global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper Chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs, Corona, COVID, Curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons, hallway of poop monster kids screaming, ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary, 30 day shutter and jump scares, ain't fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show them one titty, pretty, Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. It's, it's Coley.